Welcome to Insurance Made Simple. This is episode 10. I'm your host, Peter Vitale. And today we're going to talk about something that is especially interesting in these times that we're living in because we have a huge verdict in a uh, defamation case between two celebrities, uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And uh, many people already know about this and have seen this uh, going on. I mean, the case has gone on for quite some time. But um, the real interesting part, the trial itself has uh, only gone on um, for, you know, the past month or so, maybe two months. But um, that's where kind of uh, all the drama unfolded, if you will. But um, in this case, we have two celebrities that are fighting. um, And uh, the principal claim is that um, one of them or they both defamed each other. I guess there was a the countersuit as well. So um, reading from the New York Post, something really interesting caught my eye. And um, the headline of this New York Post article is, Amber Heard is broke due to the mounting legal fees, lavish spending, uh, says sources. And I'll read from this article, and I quote, The bill for Heard's attorney was mostly footed by the traveler's companies under the terms of the actress's insurance policy, sources said. A vice president of the insurance firm, Pamela Johnson, was spotted in the Fairfax, Virginia court with Heard multiple times throughout her trial. Neither Johnson nor travelers returned calls from the post. So interesting here that the defense of Amber Heard was provided by the Travelers uh, Companies, which is uh, one of their um, uh, main operating companies, is the Travelers uh, Insurance Company. And um, there are many people. I mean, uh, Travelers doesn't just insure celebrities. They insure businesses and individuals around the country um, and have a quite substantial presence in the insurance space. Um, And so this is interesting, you know, her legal defense for this defamation claims being being covered by travelers. So why is that? And I'll go back to the article here. Um, And it says, uh, legal experts said using homeowners insurance policies is common in defamation cases. It's a little oddity that most people don't know. In most homeowners insurance policies, there is coverage if you're sued for defamation based on how much you pay through coverage. Uh, And this is a quote from uh, Heather Heidelbaugh, a Pennsylvania trial attorney. And um, I'll continue reading the article. While the insurance company then hires and pays for the attorney, another Virginia lawyer, Jeremiah Denton, said that most policies have a clause that stipulates the judgment costs won't be covered. I'm going to disagree, I think, with Mr. Denton here. I'm not going to take away from what he's saying. I I just, I'll say that I've never seen that. And we're going to get into some of the particulars of some example policy contracts here in this episode um, to really figure out what's covered and what isn't covered. And as we talked about in one of our previous episodes, no insurance policy is created equal. There are different carriers have different coverages. Um, Some carriers have um, this coverage uh, available on homeowners policies. Some don't. Some have different steps of coverage. Um, Some only cover it in an umbrella policy, um, which is something that everyone should have if you don't, you need to get into it and uh, talk to your insurance um, agent and advisor about it because it's very important. But let's get into this. Is it just celebrities that are sued for defamation? No, of course not. Anyone can be sued by for defamation by anyone if you know, you say something um, with the intent to hurt their reputation and it happens to be untrue. Um, 
I'm not a lawyer and I'm not going to pretend to be one, but um, what one of the most important things to remember about a defamation claim is that truth is an absolute defense to defamation. So if what you're saying is true, you can't be sued for defamation. So if you're going out and you're saying something with the intent to um, harm someone else's reputation, you better make sure it's true before you say it. Otherwise, you can be held legally liable. And we've all seen that now with this Amber Heard trial, right? And I mean, according to this headline in in the New York Post, she's broke due to the legal fees, um, even though Travelers was um, paying for much of her legal expense. So, so it doesn't really make sense. But um, you know, um, what they're saying, I think what they're getting at is that she paid for her own legal defense uh, for a while, and then she switched counsel to the counsel that Travelers was willing to appoint for her um, because the bills got too large for her to be able to continue paying with the lawyer she originally wanted. But I don't, I haven't followed this case very closely, so don't don't um, fact check me on that, please. So anyone can get sued for defamation. Now, why is this important? I would argue that this is important to know today more so than 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, um, because we have a lot more outlets in society um, for us to say whatever we want, right? We have social media. Anyone can post on Facebook, Twitter, um, TikTok, um, Instagram, what have you. So you've got to be careful not to say anything bad that isn't true against someone else on these various sites or, you know, even just telling it to someone else because you could find yourself in the same trouble that Amber Heard found herself into. Um, So you need to really look into that. But the point of this podcast is to educate and inform you about insurance. And so what I will say is that this New York Post article, and we're going to link to this um, in the podcast description, this article is important because it's attempted to educate a lot of people that there is this coverage available. And um, let's go back to the article where the attorneys quoted It's a little oddity that most people don't know. In most homeowners insurance policies, there's coverage if you're sued for defamation. So what does that mean? Well, he's suggesting that it's there and there's a lot of it. I'm not necessarily, maybe with high profile clients that have, you know, really thorough insurance advisors who are making sure that all the coverage that's available is put into the policy. But remember that you know, a substantial amount of people are insured by um, very large insurance companies like State Farm, Allstate, um, Progressive, Geico. And when you look into those policies, you do not find personal injury coverage um, or defamation coverage. We'll call defamation coverage, personal injury coverage. um, uh, Those are the same, you know, synonymous words here. So if you hear me um, talking between the two, know those are synonymous. But you don't see those in in homeowners policies for all state and state farm. And I'm Putting out a blanket statement, it could be different in a specific state where there's a law or regulation or, you know, they've thrown in this coverage kind of as an add-on. It is up to the carrier. I have not seen an insurance law that says personal injury must be covered on a homeowner's policy in every state. I have not dug into that um, to look for it specifically, but I look at policy forms for policies written all over. And I've never seen anyone that that's, you know has to have this by law. So it's an add-on coverage you need to make sure that you have. Um, and I would argue, like we talked about social media, 
Do you have children or anyone else in your household you may be legally liable for? And do you know everything that they're posting on their Twitter, on their Facebook, on their Instagram, on their TikTok? Well, what if they're defaming somebody else and they're saying things that aren't true with the intent to harm that person's reputation? If you're legally liable for them, you can be sued and you want to make sure that you have coverage for that if it's going to happen. Now, the most important thing I could tell you is that this coverage is available in a variety of of policies. Not every insurance company is going to have this, so you need to ask your insurance agent, hey, why haven't we ever talked about this? And, you know, just tell them, say, listen, I heard that, you know, Amber Heard was covered by Travelers Insurance Company in her case, and I'm no celebrity, but if, you know, I accidentally say something that I believe to be true, but it turns out it's not, and I'm sued, you know, is my homeowner's policy going to protect me like Amber Heard? And if they say, well, you know, no, you don't have that coverage. Well, why don't I have that coverage? How much more is that coverage? And this is why you want an insurance agent that's looking out for you and that is available and accessible to ask questions. So um, talk about it. Now, what I will say is I've looked at a couple policies. These are Michigan-based policies. And... um, I'm looking at one. I'm, I'm not going to say what particular carrier I'm looking at, but they have four levels of coverage in their homeowner's product, and um, this is an optional add-on in all of those packages. And in fact, in the most robust of the packages, it's included, and they call it personal offense coverage. They have a $500,000 limit. But we've got to get into the actual policy contract language. We've got to dig in here really deep to see what does personal offense coverage mean? And, you know, we've talked about this, you know, in a prior um, podcast where we talk about, um, you know, how to really interpret these policies and see where they are. And we'll start right in the policy definition section. And it says personal offense means injury arising out of one or more of the following offenses. One, false arrest, detention, or imprisonment. Two, malicious prosecution. Three, wrongful eviction or wrongful entry. Four, oral or written publication in any manner of material that slanders, libels, or defames the character of a person which occur in any manner. Or five, invasion of privacy which occurs in any manner. So that's the definition of personal offense for the coverage, the $500,000 limit of coverage on this policy. And it's interesting because, you know, it lists a lot of crazy things like, you know, wrongful imprisonment and stuff. We're going to stick today for the purposes of today to the libel, slander, defamation claims because that's really what we're hearing a lot about in the news. Now, under we then find the coverage in the policy contract for it, uh, personal offense coverage. And under A, it says if a claim is made or a suit is brought against an insured for damages resulting from an offense defined under personal offense and to which coverage applies, we will one pay up to the annual aggregate limit for damages for which an insured is legally liable, and two. Provide a defense at our expense by counsel of our choice, even if the allegations are groundless, false, or fraudulent. We may investigate and settle any claim or suit that we decide is appropriate. Our duty to settle or defend ends 
when our annual aggregate limit has been exhausted by payment of judgments and settlements. That is a really important, right? And this is, you know, it's pretty short, but it's still pretty complex legal language here, right? This is a legal contract at the end of the day. But let's just dive into that second part where it says our duty to settle or defend ends when our annual aggregate limit has been exhausted by payment of judgments or settlements. So in this particular policy, there's a $500,000 annual aggregate limit. Now, if this were the policy that Amber Heard had, I would say that very well what should have happened is that they should have paid out a half million dollars so they didn't have to pay for her continuing legal defense. They could have just said, we're going to pay a settlement of 500000 Now, perhaps this has to be the other side accepts the settlement so they, you know, if the other side doesn't accept it. They're still on the hook here to provide a defense. But providing a defense itself doesn't count towards that annual aggregate limit. So we get into a situation whereby the insurance company's on the hook to defend her or you, no matter what, and to provide you a defense until they reach a judgment or a settlement of a half million bucks. So this policy provides a pretty good a pretty sufficient, I mean, a half million dollars, right? Um, you know, if you or your spouse or your kid or, you know, someone that you're responsible for goes and, you know, defames someone else, you're probably not going to be sued for a tremendous amount of money. You're not going to be sued for, you know, $50 million or $15 million, hopefully, you know, if you anticipate you could be um, because you have a really high net worth or some other, you know, um, situation. We need to talk about, you know, an umbrella policy in this case that's going to cover over the amount of this half million dollar homeowner's policy. But this is a good start. If you have nothing today, let's say you're insured with State Farm, we'll just use them as an example, and they don't offer personal injury coverage on their homeowner's policies and you want it, well, how can you get it? Now, maybe you, you know, if you want to stay with State Farm, maybe you have to get an umbrella policy, and then you have to talk to your agent, make sure the umbrella policy picks it up. If not, that's time to maybe move to a different carrier that's going to provide some more robust coverage, Um, right? Every policy is not created equal, so you have to really look at this stuff. Um, Now, what I'm going to also get to is I'm going to get to the umbrella policy for the homeowner's carrier that I just described. And um, remember, they called it personal offense coverage. In the umbrella, same insurance company, in the umbrella, they call it personal injury coverage. So go figure. They call it, you know, they're not really consistent. Maybe there's a reason for that, but they're not really consistent in the coverage title, if you will. Um, But in the umbrella policy, Um, In the definitions, personal injury means injury arising out of one or more of the following offenses, false arrest, detention, or imprisonment, or malicious prosecution, B, libel, slander, defamation of character, or C, invasion of privacy, wrongful eviction, or wrongful entry. Now, they said the same things as the other policy, but they've said it in three points instead of five, so... um, This is why it's so important to read your policies, because... These policies have been developed um, by the carriers over a significant period of time, and maybe they've updated one but haven't updated the other. As you see in these two policies, right, the homeowner's policy, it says the exact same thing in five 
bullet points. On the umbrella, it says the exact same thing in three. So it's important to read it. Now, in the umbrella policy, under the coverages section, personal liability is titled, and it says, we will pay the ultimate net loss in excess of the retained limit. Now, the retained limit by the way, is a deductible for an umbrella policy. Um, so we will pay the ultimate net loss in excess of the retained limit that the insured is legally responsible for because of a covered bodily injury, personal injury, or property damage caused by an occurrence. So this policy is going to pay for personal injury. And so then there's always the exclusions. And that's what we have to get into. Because every policy isn't created equal and some carriers have more exclusions than others. So you get what you pay for, is what I'll tell you. And um, in my experience, you don't want the cheapest policy because that's usually the policy that has the most exclusions. So you really need to get into this and say, what's excluded here for personal injury? So this, these are the exclusions. This policy does not apply to any personal injury, A, caused by or at the direction of an insured with knowledge that the act would violate the rights of another and would inflict personal injury. So what does that mean? That means you can't intentionally create a personal injury to somebody, go out and defame somebody, and then expect this policy to cover you. That's not how this works. This needs to essentially be, you think you're saying something true, but then it happens to not be true. You can't just go out and start saying, you know, let's say you had a bad experience with, you know, um, a florist, for example, and, you know, you ordered flowers for someone's birthday and they were not how you expected them. You can't go out saying, you know, on social media or telling other people, he's the worst florist in the entire world. It's absolutely horrible. You know, there's never been a florist as bad as this guy because maybe there is a florist that's worse than this guy. And what's happening is you are intentionally saying something that you know to be false because you know there's got to be a worse florist than him. You know, the flowers weren't really that bad. So you can't do it knowingly. All right, so let's get to the exclusion B. Arising out of oral or written publication of material, if done at the direction of insured with knowledge of its falsity. So if you know something's false, there's going to be no coverage here. Just don't even try to file a claim. It's going to be denied because they're going to ask you, do you know it's false? They may ask you to do a statement under oath in which, you know, you have to make a sworn statement saying you didn't know what you were saying was false at the time. And if you lie on that, you have bigger problems than the, the policy not covering your, um, you know, those state sworn statements are made under the, the penalty of perjury. So you could get charged criminally. Um, and then we'll go to exclusion C, arising out of oral or written publication of material whose first publication took place before the beginning of this policy period. So if you said something before this policy started, you get sued tomorrow, that's not going to be covered under this policy because the true occurrence happens prior to the inception of this policy. There's also another notable exclusion, and it's bodily injury or personal injury to you or another family member or any family member, it says. And family member is a defined term in the policy. But you, if you go into fame a family member, there's going to be no coverage. So I can see a situation where spouses are going through a divorce, and one may say something defamatory against the other, but they're still legally married. Um, and so there would be no coverage to the other spouse um, 
you know, on this policy. So, and that's really the exclusions here in this particular carrier's policy. Now, I'm going to look at another carrier's policy, and I'm not going to name any names here on what carrier this is because they could differ from state to state, and I think that um, you should consult an insurance professional to review your policies. But this one has a particularly interesting exclusion, and the exclusion is titled Electronic Forums. Personal injury arising out of a chat room, bulletin board, gripe sites, social networking sites, dating sites, or any other electronic forums are excluded from this policy. Now, what did I say just a little while ago, right? That this is a very important coverage because there's a lot of ways to distribute information today that did not exist, let's call it 20 years ago, 25 years ago, right? Social media. Now, this is basically saying we're not covering – if you defame someone on social media and they sue you, we're not covering it. Why? Because it's probably a pretty big exposure and, you know, sometimes people aren't always in control of their emotions and um, it's a lot more difficult to, to go out and talk to someone or call someone on the phone and, and defame someone else than it is just to post something, you know, just, you know – crazy and defamatory right on Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or Instagram, right? It can happen a lot quicker. So this insurance companies realized that and said, wait, 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 we're not going to cover that. That's excluded. This is why it's important to read the policy. You may think that that's covered because you did not read the exclusions. You, you read that there was coverage for defamation, you read the, the definition of personal injury, you read the coverage agreement, so now you're saying, okay, I'm good, I'm good, no problem. But you didn't read the exclusions, and the exclusions are where things get interesting. So this particular carrier says, no, 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 we're not covering If it happened on the internet, we're not dealing with it. So no coverage. I'm going to pull out a third carrier's umbrella policy. Um, and this carrier actually does not provide for defamation in their homeowner's policy, unlike the other two carriers we looked at. But if you get an umbrella policy from them, they will add on what they call excess liability for personal injury. The interesting thing about this carrier is that they always have a sublimit on their umbrella policy for personal injury, and it's exactly half of the umbrella policy coverage limit. So if you buy a $1 million umbrella from them, you'll only get a half million in personal injury. If you buy $2 million, you'll only get a $1 million. And that's interesting. Not, a lot, not every carrier says, you know, we're only going to give you 50% of coverage for personal injury. This carrier happens to. They have a lot more exclusions. And right, this is why we have to be detailed, folks. This is why it's important here. It is important to read the exclusions particularly for this kind of coverage. They are excluding, and I'll read the first couple, right? They have 14 exclusions. The other ones we've seen are like four exclusions total. So, so they have many more exclusions here. But I'll read the first couple. Uh, this coverage does not apply to personal injury arising out of any act or failure to act by any person in performing functions of that person's business. So if this is a business issue, or if you're performing a function of your business, we're not going to cover the personal injury for that. So let's say, you know, you happen to be a real estate agent, 
and you said some not so nice things about one of your competitors, and um, you know they sue you, and you go to your personal umbrella policy with this carrier uh, for coverage of let's say half a million bucks, and they're going to probably send you what's called a reservation rights letter that say we're investigating this claim, but uh, we don't think there's coverage because this occurred out of an action um, performing functions of your business and pursuant to, um, you know, exclusion one of this coverage, we're not providing coverage. Interesting, right? That was not an exclusion in the other two carriers um, that I looked at. Um, They also, to their exclusion in uh, their ninth exclusion, to personal injury arising from illegal discrimination. So if you discriminated against somebody, there's no coverage. And this carrier has gone out to specify that in the coverage agreement uh, exclusion section. Um, Another one, number six, to personal injury sustained by any person arising out of corporal punishment administered by or at the direction of an insured person. Kind of interesting that that would be there. And um, the term corporal punishment here is not a defined term, but it, it doesn't mean like, you know, corporal punishment in the sense of, you know, um, you know, executing a, a guilty person um, pursuant to, um, you know, the death penalty. It means, you know, like punishing someone with physical harm. So, you know, um, there's always the old um, adage about, um, you know, a Catholic school teacher, nun, you know, hitting your hand um, with a ruler. That would be excluded if someone were to, to sue you um, for that. Um, So it's interesting they put that here, but especially because this is personal injury coverage and not bodily injury coverage, but it's nonetheless, they probably had a strange situation that they were on the hook for paying for, and um, they've added this exclusion in, so it never happened again. And I'll read one final one, number 11, to personal injury arising out of oral, written, or electronic publication of material if done so by or at the direction of an insured person with the knowledge the material is false. And that's a good way for us to end looking at the exclusions because that one seemed to be everywhere. If you know it's false, there's no coverage. It has to be a situation where you did not knowingly and intentionally seek out to defame or harm someone. So this is, guys, this has been a great episode. I think I shared a lot. I think this is tied into a topic that's particularly on everyone's mind, especially figuring out how Amber Heard's going to pay these millions and millions of dollars. We'll see if uh, you know the Travelers Insurance Company ends up cutting a check for some of that. Um, but um, you know, keep in mind, look at your coverage, look and see what you have. Ask your insurance professional. Ask them, you know, do I have this coverage? Can I get this coverage if I don't have it? Does another carrier have this coverage? That's why insurance is a tricky business. And there's a lot to read and a lot to know because insurance agents are selling legal contracts to you of what's going to be covered in the event of a loss. It is in most states your duty to read that contract. So be sure to, to pull it out, look at it, and just look and see. Just, you know, if you pull it up on your computer, do a quick control F and type in personal injury or defamation and see if you can find something. I'm always available by phone or email. Um, please, if you have any questions, contact me. We'll put my contact info in the podcast description um, so you can get in touch with me easy. Okay. 
It's been a great episode. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.